0: Well, hello and welcome to the Dr Richard Podcast, the show about health, well-being, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr Richard Marks. Today I'm excited to talk to Charlotte Tobin. Hello. Hello. Um, Charlotte runs Bell PR, who obviously I work with and works with some of the biggest brands and celebrities like PR Booker and Katie Bible, which we'll talk a little bit more about um, in the UK. So how are you?
1: Really good. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting part of my day. Good. (laughs) Week, month. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And um, tell me three things that make you smile.
1: Hmm. My dogs. I have two little doggies, (laughs) uh, Waffle and Wilma. They make me very, very happy. Um, I would say probably my charity work through my business um, and personally and professionally. You know, The kind of um, extracurricular bits I do for charities, that makes me very happy. Um, And my family, Mm. you know, kind of what I do at a weekend, see them, reconnect with kind of home life. Um, My weekdays are very busy, as you know, Richard, you know, long, long hours and it's mad up in London. So, yeah, just to kind of reconnect with home and family at the weekend, that makes me happy
0: it's good to get a balance isn't it that's the one thing we're always searching for a balance I find myself like that I'm like I'm gonna get work-life balance and it's like work 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 where's the yeah. life but our, I don't
1: have do... the secret and I don't have the <laughs> exactly. answer and Not neither me. do you Not
0: me. <laughs> well
1: I think you and I've known each other for well I would probably say about eight years now probably give or take okay. a few months but Um, I remember we've always had these long conversations about getting the balance and here we are eight years on and we still don't (laughs) have the balance.
0: (laughs) The thing is, as you know, and you know both of us are in our chosen things, when you enjoy what you do, then it doesn't feel like Mm -hmm. work and you can give that extra yeah. bit, but it is still important to take care of yourself. Yeah, you know?
1: no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I've got better at it. Definitely. So, you know, we, we can laugh the about how we... The
0: st- and the balance between the city and the countryside.
1: Totally. And, you know, that's a privilege that has come from working hard and then the money I've earned has been able to go back into getting balance, if you like, and better holidays and longer holidays. But also for me, I've... I've now got a team. Hmm. Eight years ago, it was just me at my kitchen table, whereas now I've got an office and I've got a team of seven wonderful team members and they allow me to have balance that I could not have in the first few years of the business. But I think you learn, you learn so much. And um, the way I form, like, formulate my day now is very different even two years ago to four years ago to six and eight. So, yeah, I mean, I've got better, but I won't be here doing a podcast of, balance advice yeah, anytime yeah. soon I'm me. still trying to get it right <laughs> but you're actually absolutely spot on if you are lucky enough to have a job that you love then you do put in the extra you don't mind doing it yeah, you know definitely. especially if, if it's your own business as well it's it,
0: yeah and it's, it's your passion and yeah. drive and as you say like building a team is really rewarding isn't it you want to see them flourish mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and, and that's yeah. like part of the drive is to see them doing well as Absolutely. well. Absolutely,
1: and I think for me, um all ships rise in high tides. Mm. I want them to be better than me. You yeah, know, and I yeah. say that to them every day and you know, I I've never been um the person that necessarily wanted my name on top of the door. It just happened. I always say I'm an, I'm an accidental entrepreneur in that respect. So for me, if they're doing well, I'll promote them. I want them to shine and mm. like I say all ships rise in high tides so ideally if we can all rise together, that's that's amazing that's for me the and them.
0: Definitely. Let's talk about how we know each other. We met and we knew multiple people in the industry, such as Dave Reed and Joey Essex, yeah. as well as well as others. So, um, yeah, as you said, about eight years ago, and we just sat down. For me, I remember just clicking and thinking, oh, this is exactly the (laughs) pattern for me, do you know what I mean? And it was just, as it was just you, it was just me at the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's lovely how almost our businesses have evolved together and that's really special. I was only actually telling someone yesterday about our relationship, our working relationship and how... I remember that first meeting so clearly, I remember where we were, we were quite near the back on the left hand side, Mm -hmm. I remember Mm -hmm. I had a gin and tonic, Mm -hmm. and for me it was a really exciting moment because you were my first, well one of my first clients, Mm -hmm. and you took, um, not necessarily a risk, but you took a punt on my business. And I was so thrilled that you entrusted me at that stage. You had big dreams. Mm-hmm. And I re- even though I was very small at the time, I felt I could really deliver those for you. And then, yeah, and here we are. Here but it's been are. an amazing process. And I think... We were both very clear. I was very clear on what I could do for you, and you were very clear with what you wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's a dream scenario. Yeah. Um. And we've always been very honest with each other. Exactly. We trust each other. Yeah. Um. And I know, which is hugely important in you know the media world, that it's re my reputation relies ultimately on your reputation and vice versa. So I need to know that if I'm sending a great client of mine, celebrity, brand, well-connected, that you are going to do an amazing job and they're going to love you. Yeah, of course. I have never doubted that. Mm. And that is so comforting. And I like to think the same for you. You You know, we're representing you to these people and editors and magazines and newspapers. And I like to think you can trust us entirely to speak on your behalf.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Especially as we got to know each other so well over the years you
1: know like you need to get into your clients heads i always say this you know we all of my clients they want slightly different things you're you're all different people and thinking different ways you're all high
0: achievers visions exactly
1: So um, yeah, I remember it so clearly and um, loyalty is hugely important to me, me in my personal also. and professional life. And you've been very loyal to me and my business as we've grown, as the teams changed slightly, um, but you've been that constant. So it's something I'm very grateful for.
0: Definitely. It's really been amazing, you know. <laughs> so tell us how you got started in PR and why. Um, Obviously we were talking about either Can-Can and Akid and those kind of things, but why PR? What drew Mm. you to that? And, you know...
1: It's an interesting one. I wanted to be a lawyer. Mm. I love the idea of changing things in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was always highly Like an Erin
0: Brockovich like, <laughs> thing. Wow, well, you know,
1: yeah. Really. I, I, I feel like I've always been ambitious. I've been super lucky that I was naturally intelligent. Um, and I guess both of those things, um, on top of a certain amount of privilege, um, can produce... You know, the career you want. You know, I was super lucky. I went to a great university, um, not without hard work, not without struggle, which I'm probably, you know, probably will probably come on to, but it allowed me to, I guess, pick and choose. And I wanted to be a lawyer. After initial training, I thought this isn't for me. It's a bit too rigid, it's a Mm. bit too academic. I can't, although I could probably change things in 10 years. I can't change things now. I was I guess I was too impatient. Hmm. So I took a quick swerve and did a bit of research into communications. How can I change things through words, through written language, etc. and then came across PR wrote a long list, A to Z, of the best PR companies in the country and then rang the first one for an internship and got one. Wow, that's (laughs) great. And actually I'm still in contact with the first person I called from that first agency and I wouldn't let her put the phone down on me. She said, you are so annoying, I just gave you the the internship just to leave me alone. And she'll laugh if she listens to this now, her name's Kelly. Um, But anyway, long story short, I went in as an intern I never left. Yeah, yeah. I did six months unpaid uh, work experience while waitressing in the evening. I then got paid a small amount and then carried on waitressing for probably another year. But I was then in. Yes. I loved it.
0: You knew, you were in. Kn- and you knew it was for immediately, you.
1: Immediately. Within yeah. the first hour, I couldn't get enough. And PR is obviously, it's, people say, what is it? Well, for me, it's making a product to service Or a person more famous Mm -hmm. in the right ways. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'd explain it to my friends. Not necessarily how I'd explain it at a conference um, in the media sector. But um, in layman's terms, that's how I'd always explain it. So it depends on your speciality. So for me, I went straight into brands, Mm -hmm. lifestyle brands, um, beauty, fashion, etc., food, drink. I went straight into celebrity and talent, which I loved. Hence why, you know, I knew Joey Essex really early on because it was a time of the explosion of reality TV. Mm -hmm. So that's when I got into it. And then charity really early on loved how you could use a brand or a celebrity to raise awareness of something that desperately needed funds, eyes, you know, and awareness basically. Anyway, so that's what I started and that's what. I still do today. So I was very fortunate almost. That first PR company I worked in, I loved that. I loved that part of the industry. A lot of people, especially when they go into PR, they don't know what they want to do. No, You know, you really need to do some time in a food PR,
0: sport PR, celebrity PR,
1: and choose. Yeah. But for me, I was really lucky. My first one I loved Mm, and I stuck at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And obviously it was the right thing. So when did you start your own PR agency, Bell PR? And mm. what does Bell PR represent?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I worked at that first agency for a couple of years. Then I worked for another agency, very similar, lifestyle and talent um, and charity, um, with two amazing men, Nick Ead and Nick Fulford. I worked there for a couple of years um, as consumer director, loved it. And then after a couple of years there, I set up Bell PR. That was eight years ago now. Can't believe it. It feels like it was eight minutes ago. <laughs> um <laughs> and we represent talent we represent brands and we represent charity now they're the three main pillars if you like but offshoots of that we have partnered with a digital marketing agency because that's a huge part of pr now Mm -hmm. we have partnered with a literary agency for books Mm -hmm. so people come to us saying we want to write a book and i said I've got the right people for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got offshoots of our specialities, but those three pillars are what we do and what we do really
0: well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, and and definitely really well from me. It's worth really <laughs> well, well from me. Glad to hear it. <laughs> uh, so tell us about working together. And I was thinking about our events, like our trips to Royal Alaska.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just about to take a sip of water then I and know, you made me laugh thinking of all the memories we've had. Yeah, so I think. For you Richard, you had a really clear goal which was and actually to go back a step. You are a very great human. You are I hope very so. <laughs> you absolutely are. You are charismatic and you are highly intelligent and skilled at your day job, mm-hmm. which is obviously dental services and you're a dentist. So mm-hmm. All of those things combined are dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I could see that from meeting you after five minutes. Mm-hmm. And really what you wanted is to be that dentist, the dentist, that one, that guy that everyone wants to go to over anyone else. Mm-hmm. And that was a very clear brief mm-hmm. and an achievable brief. And we did it. Yeah, And definitely. we did it by lots of different means. So, yes, we wanted talent to come through your doors from actors actresses to pop stars to youtubers because all of those types of people they've got different usps and they've got different reaches okay then the other side of it is bringing your name up into the quality publications that needed to be featuring you for dental tips or advice xyz so that could be vogue that could be harper's that could be the daily mail that could be the telegraph and all the weekly magazines in between so for you, it was a double-pronged approach. We needed to raise up your consistency in the general media, but we also needed to get some really great people with millions of followers through your door. Mm-hmm. We did both. Mm-hmm. We still do both to this day. Mm-hmm. And I think what's different now is the word of mouth is there. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows the hype. Everyone's seen how many <laughs> followers you've got on Instagram. And word of mouth is hugely important. If you see that celebrity go to that dentist, well, I want to go too. Yeah, of
0: course. And
1: you know the ripple effect of that is super powerful. Then on top of that, is the events and the parties where we host at Ascot. Yeah, we get yeah. a box <laughs> and we invite your amazing clients to come down and say
0: thank you. Absolutely. Thank
1: you for choosing Richard. Thank you for being loyal um, when you could go to the other hundreds of dentists on Wimpole Street and Harley Street, XYZ. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we invited people that hadn't yet come to you yes, yes. and we wanted to get them to know you mm. and you know why should they pick you over someone else mm. um, and those days are really fun yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they're really, really fun, fun. <laughs> the champagne's flowing <laughs> but ultimately for me still work Mm, mm, mm. we have an absolute purpose of what we want out of days like that Mm. and we want the pictures to be picked up in magazines and we want people to have a great time and tweet about it and go on instagram and now obviously tiktok Mm. feel very old trying (laughs) to keep up with all the different platforms
0: i have a tiktok
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i don't because i'm I'm, like i'm but all my team do um but the point is we it's fun but it's still work and we do those events and activities because we want something out of it in the best possible way whether that's to get new clients through the door or to thank existing clients for their loyalty
0: yeah yeah. i i think you know with pr i've always thought that um it's something over the long term and you know it's something obviously we built together and it's something that also you you have to Kind of take your time and represent what you want to, mm-hmm. um, and a really good um, PR <laughs> like you guys will will be able to get those um, features and you know that and get your brand across properly yeah. um, compared to some who can't do anything yeah. <laughs> so... and also
1: it's about honesty isn't it you yeah know, if you said to in we have had conversations yeah. in the past, you said can you do that for me and i'll say i don't think we can yet
0: yeah yeah of course
1: or actually no because of whatever reason it was and actually those having those honest conversations only will gain both sides respect
0: mm-hmm, you
1: know we're all trying to do the very best job we can do exactly like if i said richard can you see this person do this to their teeth you would say no
0: of course.
1: I can't do that, whether you know, whether medically or not. And I think that honesty from day one is hugely important. And I think the other thing that we haven't mentioned is just the connections. It might not, but yes, okay, I can get people through your door, but I've linked you with other great businessmen yeah. and women yeah, yeah, and entrepreneurs, yeah, yeah. and actually yeah. you've then gone off yeah, and yeah. worked with them worked on other, with other projects. People. And yeah. for me, that I'm not a precious person, so for me, that is the best thing that can come out of these business relationships where you can kind of link good people with good
0: people. Definitely. And, you know, I feel like there's good people in the industry and, you know, we've both been in the industry for some time and and those good people will always kind of go out their way for each other. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people in the industry who I feel are more kind of will take but they'll yeah. they're not gonna and that's just part of the industry you know you don't take it personally but you, yeah you learn who who's more genuine and who, you do. who's not
1: you do and I like to think I'm a good judge of character and I want everyone around me to be lovely kind generous intelligent people of course so do you mm. um but that's also yeah it's part of this industry but it's part of life you know, exactly. you'll, you'll meet a lot, you know, That's whether it. whether I was a lawyer in the legal world, I could have been, you know, I wouldn't have been because I don't like accounts. But whether I'm an accountant, whether I work in a shop, whatever I did, you've always got the people that take and the people that give and the people that are generous and the people that aren't so generous. So mm-hmm. I think really our industry, it it might um, highlight those uh, pros and cons because it's fast paced, there's a lot of money involved and it's in the public eye i think actually it's just part of life and you've got to pick good people around you definitely, full stop
0: definitely and going back to what you said about you know with your work i remember because i do some facial aesthetics as well as the dentistry i remember an 18 year old coming to me asking for lip filler and i was just thought no this is something i cannot do mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and someone said to me they'll go just down the road and get it done somewhere else which they did, but I still couldn't do it because mm-hmm. I have to be true to myself. Do yeah. You know what I mean, and it's...
1: Yeah, and I think, um, obviously, there's so many regulations around that, and there should be more, mm. in my opinion. So, you've got that side of it as well. But actually, you know, integrity is hugely, hugely important. You know, mm. morals over money mm. and all of those things. And not everyone will make the right decision, but I like to think... I always do the best by people.
0: Yeah. Um, or I always try to do the best I can or the right thing that, yeah. that I can. You yeah. know, sometimes we all kind of make mistakes and but we you try to do to live by what you believe in.
1: Yeah. And look, we learn. Mm. You know, I make decisions now, you know, I made decisions eight years ago that I would never make mm. now. Mm-hmm. Um but that's just part of the evolving nature of running a business and just being a human being, right? Mm. Um but you know, even every day I turn work down mm-hmm. because I might feel I'm not the right fit for them. Mm. Or actually I don't think I can do the job they expect. Mm-hmm. And there's no point in me saying yes to that when I know two months down the line it's not going to work out for whatever reason. Um, or we might be really busy and i say, I could take that work on, I could be greedy. Or yeah. I might say, actually, I know another great PR that really needs work mm-hmm. and they're a small business and they're really, really good. So go to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I wouldn't expect a referral fee. I don't expect commission from that. I just think sometimes you've got to do the right thing and do good by people.
0: Definitely, definitely. I, I 100% believe in that. <laughs> Talk to me about being a publicist and how that differs from PR. So
1: public relations is the industry, and being a publicist is being is part of the public relations industry. So it's really interesting. (laughs) I saw a whole debate It's hard
0: to explain. (laughs) Yeah, I, I
1: saw a whole debate on Twitter as to why people call each other prs because mm-hmm. you wouldn't call yourself dental industry you would call yourself a dentist mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i think there's so many different language issues going on here but pr stands for public relations mm-hmm. which is the industry yeah
0: with comms as well in with the way, communications, like communications above it. and then
1: you've got obviously offshoots of that which is marketing and advertising mm-hmm. and actually a really a conflict actually at the moment is a lot of marketeers are calling themselves PRs.
0: Right. But but I wouldn't call myself
1: a marketeer. So I think that that's a whole other conversation almost. And Mm -hmm. that needs a bit of industry, um, thought. Yeah. Um, but my day job is a publicist. I'm your publicist. Mm -hmm. I'm a publicist for a lot of talent, a lot of brands, a lot of charities. And it's my job to make noise in the right places at the right time, in the right ways for all of my different clients. Mm -hmm. Um, and being a publicist is tough. You know, human beings and all my clients, they don't switch off. Mm. They're all ambitious people. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, they'll be messaging me late at night. <laughs> they might have done something wrong at a weekend and I might need to sort that out and make sure that, you know, if that breaks in the news, I'm the one controlling that and helping steer that story in the right direction. So... Um, it's a tough job. It is a lifestyle choice as much as a career choice. So when I'm interviewing new candidates, I really need to, you know, explain to them really early on in the process that if you want a nine to five, as much as I try and as a business owner, create that and create those boundaries for my team, I can't promise that. Mm-hmm. I can't promise that their client won't have an idea at eight o'clock at night and maybe send them a text. Of course. I can't promise that, you know, if we're running an event. They might have to work late on a Thursday night. So, you know, you have to consider that. If you want to be a publicist, it's the best job in the world, I think. I love it. But really, if you want an easy, simple life, Mm. you are not going to choose to be a talent, lifestyle brand, PR by day you're just not going to there are plenty of other jobs you could do Hmm. but you wouldn't do this job if you wanted an easy life no
0: i always (laughs) say because dealing with talent in terms of the dentistry like anywhere with dentistry you know you might have an emergency you might have to start early you might have to come in late you might have to be there on the weekend um, sometimes even on Sunday or something yeah. un, 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 unexpected. Yeah. And the other thing is um, that we know from working with talent in the media, you know, the schedules change quickly. They yeah. might not. They might be late. They might not turn up for yeah. an appointment. That's part of working in the industry, and you have to have, be kind of have a certain level of understanding to that. Yeah. Otherwise, I say, if you, you're you not going to have that understanding with that, then you don't want to have those no. uh, be in that industry or or for me to have those patients you know it's it's part of it's part of it it's, part of, it. it's yeah. part of the
1: process and i think that you could very easily get frustrated and disillusioned if you didn't understand that going into it mm-hmm. um I, yeah you're right people are late people cancel um not because it's their fault necessarily but because there's so many different factors going into their day mm-hmm. um and filming schedules change and all the rest of it so you have to be really relaxed knowing that going into every single day um Um, you need to know that every day you wake up you know you might have the best plan in place but the chances are (laughs) that would go straight out out the window window immediately and that's not for everyone i've had a lot of you know i know a lot of people in the industry that have come in thinking it's all glitz and glam and all all freebies and celebrities and that's amazing sometimes it is that but 99 percent of the time it's stressful Mm. and you are dealing with amazing people but it's often in very very difficult situations Mm. and um that is not with yeah with big characters ego
0: of course
1: yeah sometimes (laughs) sometimes yeah i think for me i mean i'm so lucky now i get to choose who i work with Mm. the ego thing is kind of in my past career Mm. rather than now but absolutely richard like you're so right and i think that's okay if it's not for you Mm. but you know you need to learn very quickly and i know a lot of people that have done it for maybe three four months and thought this is not for me Mm. i thought it was one thing on instagram Mm. but in reality it's not Mm. and i think um that's okay it's just part of it but that's why i'm really really upfront you know when people come to me and say we want a job we want to be a pr we want to be a publicist and i think do you? <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Well, you know, that's the interesting thing for me um, when we talk about ego is I don't think it's necessarily always a bad thing um, sometimes to be in front of the camera and be that person yeah. to put yourself forward. It yeah. takes a little bit of self-belief yep. and putting yourself forward. Yep. Um, so that is sometimes necessary, mm-hmm. but it's how you obviously how you treat people and how mm-hmm. you kind of... Um, d- go through the journey yeah. really because it's yeah. like you know they're on the journey we're on the journey everyone's on some kind of path mm. and it's the way they are through it yeah
1: so. it, that that's true and i think the word ego has so many negative connotations but confidence is amazing yeah charisma is amazing all of my clients walk into a room and genuinely brighten it up mm-hmm. and they're all very different mm. they're not all really loud and they're not all you know jazz hands But they all, in their own way, light up a room. Mm. And that is exactly why they are talent. Mm. And they're they're in front of the camera, if you like. Mm -hmm. And it is my privilege to see that. Mm. I love sitting behind the camera and watching my clients shine. Mm. It's really the measure of a person for me is how they treat everyone when the camera his stock rolling you Very know and true. and I think there's always famous examples you know Simon Cowell is always um, so polite to everyone in the room mm. shake hands with everyone in the room mm. whether they're the runner or the producer wow. and everyone in between yeah. Harry Styles is really famous for doing that too mm. all of my clients are really good at that yeah, but that's yeah. just a human being you know, a human trait that I like to think, whether well, you're talent or not, you should just be that person. Say hello, yeah, be yeah. polite, say thank you. Like you Jamie Redknapp,
0: I treat, <laughs> you know, I found um, Jamie Redknapp always so nice and everyone always says that. Right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And actually, when you get the right people around you, other people will talk about them in a great way when you're they're not in the room mm. and even you're not in the room. You know, someone will say, oh, I was talking about Katie Piper yesterday saying how lovely she was. I'm like, mm. yeah
0: yeah As absolutely it, because she is yeah and, definitely, I, yeah and I
1: think all of those um all of those traits whether it's our industry or not in our industry they just should be held so dear of course. I'm such um I guess I'm very old school in terms of manners mm. and being polite mm. and a lot of my clients they just send me a text at the end of the day saying thank you so much for today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that means so much to me mm. um you know, if you've worked 18 hours a day or you spent 20 hours, you know, you've left the house at 6 and you're still not ho- a.m. and you're not home at midnight. For a client to say, thank you so much for being there with me today.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exactly. that's lovely. That's true. That's true. And whether yeah. they're, whether they're paying me lot. or not, hundred it's
1: that little thank you message.
0: Yeah, exactly. And when we do something extra for a patient, it's the same when they'll say thank you and they'll also be say thank you to our team. You know, mm-hmm. they'll say, oh, thanks for helping me out. And, yeah. you know, to everybody... Which yeah. matters a lot, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and... absolutely. And, and yeah, I, I hold that really dear. And I will never, ever, I will never sacrifice that for anything. And, actually, I'm very protective of my team expecting that for them, too. Mm. They might be juniors. They might have only been in the industry for two years. They might not have made a name for themselves yet. It's irrelevant. Mm. I expect every journalist to say please and thank you and mm. be very polite to them if they're asking for something. And vice versa. And I expect my, my clients to speak to them with the respect they would speak to me. Mm. And they do mm. um, most of the time. <laughs> um, I mean, my talent are always lovely to them. My clients are always lovely to them. But you can't, I can't always control what third external parties things, and external factors. Course, yeah. And I want my team to always know that I will protect them always from bad behavior. Always. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting, you know, um, you see with kind of talent influencers, you know, you see all the pictures and all the followers and things, but really it's the person behind Mm. it that come, that's important. And, you know, just as you say, it's like the real person, personality that's that's yeah. what we're more interested in of and you course. know and people don't always know and they don't see the hard times behind this picture or mm-hmm. you know they don't see all the struggle that a person's gone into to absolutely to, to achieve that
1: and i think actually that's a danger of instagram mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. it's so powerful mm-hmm. in so many ways i mean look how much money the instagram platform and even my clients and contacts alone have made for Ukraine and all of the charities around that this week through Instagram alone. However, the cons of that are people genuinely look at that site as if it's are 100% 360 of that person. Mm. And it's just not. Mm. Often it's 5% of that human being.
0: Mm. They might
1: have had a really awful day. Mm. They might have a family member that's sick.
0: Mm. They might
1: have lost a big contract that day. You know, they might have, for, for whatever's gone wrong on that day you wouldn't you wouldn't even know but Mm -hmm. on their grid it's you know wow they're so beautiful they're so successful they're this they're that it's a very dangerous part of society Mm -hmm. Um, and i think probably affects the younger generations coming up i think it's very dangerous for them because i didn't have that to compare to when i was younger Mm -hmm. thank goodness Mm -hmm. um so i think yeah a lot we need to just make sure that um a lot Especially for Instagram, whether it's TikTok or whatever. Yes, the glamour is important. But I think that's why real life conversations need to happen. You know, that's why a lot of my clients, you know, they're very real people. Um, but just to remember to take it with a pinch of salt, because that person's probably actually had a couple of bad days that week, as much as you have. And yes, they might be very wealthy, but they still feel and they still have bad days. And actually, you know, more money, more problems. You know, you there's a lot of jealousy, you know. You don't know who to trust when you're, you know, of a certain fame level. And actually, yes, okay, they're first world problems, but they're still very real to that person.
0: Mm. Well, I think, you know, it can put, obviously with kind of Instagram, it can put all the external first rather than obviously exactly. the internal. Exactly, exactly that. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of great things as well, as you as you talked about. Um, so tell us more about your charity work then and how how important it is to you and um, who you work with and what you've been able to achieve in a positive way.
1: Yeah, well, I've always, you know, I've always wanted to help, always. It's why I wanted to be a lawyer, because I love the idea of being a criminal defence barrister and defending people if they were in the right and all the rest of it. Um, So really, through my day job now, I just try and raise awareness for causes that you know, I see that an issue and I know that my contacts can help or obviously if they're dear to my heart. Um, I'm a huge animal lover. So I do a lot of animal welfare work. Um, we have nearly changed three laws now. Well, we've changed one law, Lucy's law, a couple of years ago, which means that in this country you can't buy um, puppies via a third party. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you want to buy a dog, you have to buy it um, from a registered breeder with its mum because mm-hmm. that basically that stopped illegal breeding and greedy breeding of these poor, innocent animals that often would die when mm. they would reach mm. their new home. Major, major problem in this country. That is now stopped. And that took seven years to change. So I was the communication side of it. And I worked with a lot of other amazing people. Um, the main one, Mark Abraham OBE. He gets his OBE next week, actually. Um, and there's two other laws um, hopefully coming into play uh, really quickly. Um but again, these are hard things to do. You can't just change a law.
0: Mm. And it you... doesn't happen overnight. Of course
1: it doesn't. You know, you need to get 100,000 signatures on an e-petition. Mm. The last big e-petition we did, it took six months. Mm. That's a long time mm. in my spare time.
0: Mm. Of course. To
1: get those signatures, to put out more tweets, to get celebrities on board, to get the Daily Mirror to run another article on that campaign. So anyway, animal welfare is a big part of what I do. Um, then on, on top of that, a lot of my team have their own passion projects. Um, you know, Megan, for example, was hugely passionate about you know the homeless issue in London. Mm. So she worked with buses for homeless, and again, we gave all of our time for free to help them. So what I did, I started realizing charity is so important to me and the team and the company that set up a separate arm. So mm. we set up Bell PR campaigns, mm. and what we do through that is we give two charities or causes per month, PR time, totally free, to do what they you know they tell us. This is what we need. Mm. Um, a really great example of that recently is a really great guy called Will. He has got a stammer. He what he's a young man and wanted to change, change the narrative and having a stammer and mm. why it should be accepted and what are the issues around it and how he can help a new generation and an older generation make stammering way more acceptable in this country and beyond. He's launched a podcast. He's now done tons of interviews, obviously live TV, which is obviously has its own challenges when you've got a stammer. And I'm so proud to work with someone like that right. we've opened doors for him. And for us, what an honor. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want credit for that. We want him to get all the credit for that. So that's what we do. And it could be a cancer charity. It could be someone like Will. It could be, um, I mean, we've worked with so many, we've done so much work, I've done so much work with children, in need in the past, action for children are hugely important to me. You know, I've got clients that work with UNICEF and I've also got so many smaller charities that desperately need a big agency like mine. They can't believe it when I reply to their emails, but they're the ones that really need our help too. Um, We can't help everyone, but it's a huge part of what we do um, and... I literally will stay up till three in the morning writing press releases, get, getting these charities coverage. And if I can change the law, if I see something that's so outrageous that I think, how, how is that even happen? How is that allowed to happen? Mm. I will do what I can to then raise it to mm-hmm. a, To a, whether it's MPs, whether that's lawyers, and then we'll we'll start another motion on top of just raising money, um, or just getting press coverage, because sometimes that's not enough. Mm-hmm, How mm-hmm. do we stop this happening in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, and then fingers crossed, we're um, we're making some really great headway with Katie Piper and Astrid attack laws in this country. Mm-hmm. So that's my next big project. Actually, we went to. Um, to See the Minister of Justice in his office, and that's something we're going to now work really hard on um, to improve sentencing and laws around acid attacks in this country. Yeah,
0: yeah, which is obviously hugely important. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, because we can keep complaining about something,
0: mm. but, you why, know? Not but something why not do something about it and
1: action. at least try?
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So let's talk about Dan, your partner <laughs> and your relationship. Obviously yeah. I know Dan as well. Yeah, he's he been loves been to you. see me as a patient. Yeah, he's amazing.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> and, he's great.
0: Yeah. And how how has he supported you through your career and how has it been having such a busy career and trying to keep a relationship mm. going? Because obviously you've been together for such a long time and it yeah. must have been through, it must be challenging at times, especially yeah. with him also having a big career as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a very full on job and n- nowhere near, uh, near my industry. He, d- he does something um, much more serious um, and dangerous <laughs> than yeah. what I do actually. Yeah. Insegregate um, things yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, no, he's brilliant, and he has supported me from day one. I mean, we've been together as long as I've had the business. Um, he, when I even floated the idea all those years ago, you know, I might try this on my own, he was like, go for it. You know, I'll support us. You can do it. You know, he was, he was, he's never been a roadblock mm. to my dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's been hard because, I mean, the reality is the first few years, was especially the first year and a half, I was on my own. Mm. I was doing every job. You know, I went from being a director at a company to being everything again. I was mm. the intern, I was mm. the executive, I was mm. the manager, I mm. was the director, and then I was the CEO and mm. um, from my kitchen table. Very glamorous. Um. So, yeah, he had to sacrifice, you know, if he booked a table at a restaurant, I wouldn't, I'm like, I can't, you have to cancel it mm. because I've got to work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The late nights, you know, how many evening events there are in this industry mm. Mm. for the, I mean, up until recently, I'd have to go. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go. I'd have to network. I'd have to be there with my client. Um, so, actually, when you look at kind of a normal relationship where it's nine till five and you get home for dinner together and who's cooking tonight and that just didn't exist for us. Mm-hmm. And it never has. But mm-hmm. he's never complained. I mean, maybe a few times. Um but no, he's been really supportive and he couldn't be happier for what I've created. Mm. Um, but, you know, he keeps my feet on the ground. He's got a very serious, dangerous job. So if I'm ever having a little moan <laughs> about a press release, he'll just look at me as he'll, if to say, he'll you, tell he, you are you okay? <laughs> what his day has
0: been. Exactly.
1: Right. And I think, you know, for me, it's good to have that, com- like, the comparison mm. as to, like, what's a da- dangerous job, my job. Mm. Um, And also, I think his job is intense and... He's not nine till five, so he gets it. Mm-hmm. He's never had to moan like, "Why are you not home at six o'clock for dinner?" Because often he's not home. Yeah, yeah,
0: which I think works really well if two people, you know, yeah. um, have independent careers. You know, it's yeah, similar with my partner, have their own career, and it's it's that works well.
1: Totally, and you need to. You both need to be happy.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: both. You can't rely on someone else for for your happiness mm-hmm. you know and i think um, and actually michelle obama said that long story short in her book she talks about how you know when um barack was running for president and this kind of big shot guy and she was at home with the kids like oh it's all right for him i'm still here i do nothing for myself and then she realized but i could do something for myself mm-hmm. like why am i blaming him for me not going out for coffee with my girlfriends and why am i blaming him for not going to the gym she's like i can I can just do that. Mm. Obviously, certain logistics in place. So I think as long as you're both happy, then there's never going to be resentment. And then, and then if there is ever issues, you just have a adult conversation. Absolutely. He's older than me, Absolutely. so he's you know he's always been
0: like, he's like a rock like he's a rock he's, a, he's, a a
1: rock, way, he's yeah. level-headed he's mature at times <laughs> <laughs> he's not with his mates um but yeah i just think we had we always were a team from day one and i think um he's just been supportive and he's never said oh why not in at this time and you know when like put your laptop down you know to a degree he wants me to have balance but he's understood the sacrifices
0: and go behind yeah definitely, yeah definitely definitely Tell us about your dogs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I can tell you very quickly about my dogs. They're the loves of my life. um You know, I said before, I'm a big animal lover, um, especially for dogs. I mean, I just love dogs, um, and it's just amazing to get home after a busy day and get home to those, you know, wagging tails and lovely happy faces. And um, one's called Wilma, one's called Waffle. The two little miniature the little sausage dogs. They're both very sassy. Um, they have great lives. I mean, they go to doggy school. They have the best food, the best treats, the best outfits. Um, they have a much better <laughs> life than me, Richard, which I'm sure you know. Um, but look, I mean, they're, it's great to have them because it centres me, yeah. and it's great to have other stuff that. And isn't you've just always loved work.
0: animals as well, and... always, yeah.
1: always. And um, no, they're amazing. And um, you know, people say, "Why don't they're... you bring them to work?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, <laughs> they're chaos." Yeah, of
0: course, of <laughs> course. So much energy. Yeah, <laughs> talk to us. A little bit. We want to talk about kind of the challenging times you've yeah. been through to 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 get where you are. And yeah,
1: yeah. You know,
0: I mentioned a bit about family illness and, and things like yeah. that. So, what challenges have you had along the way, and how how do you overcome them, and how does it help to? Yeah, you know, on your kind of journey.
1: It's an interesting one because, you know, people have asked, you know, people ask me that. Um, and it's like the whole nature nurture thing is it why are you the way you are? You mm-hmm. know, why are you the way you are, yeah. Richard? Why am I yeah. the way? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a very quick answer as to why, you know, you know why I'm super ambitious or why, why I am the way I am. However, um, yeah, I mean, growing up, I grew up in a very kind of normal household. I guess we were kind of lower middle class. I went to a state school that wasn't great, if I'm honest. You know, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't particularly really bad, but it really wasn't very good. Um, If you were clever, great. You know, you could kind of muddle through. But if you weren't, then it's very sad. But you were probably just kind of lost to the system. Mm. When I look back, actually, that's, you know, to a lot of my school friends, you know, It's such a shame. Now I know people that went to private schools and grammar schools. Now I know. Mm. Oh, wow. That's what it should have been like. Yeah, of course. But anyway, so I grew up in a school that probably wasn't uh, so great, but it did what it had to do for me. I was naturally academic. Um, Then, um, you know, my home life was fine. My parents got divorced, though, which really, really wasn't great. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't have a particularly um, easy life at home. But again, because I didn't have anything to compare it to, mm. it's hard to judge how much that affected me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, I spent a lot of time at my best friend's houses. I was, you know, I threw myself into education and um, I was that kid and mm. I was an only child. So mm. I, I guess a bit of nature, I was super lucky to have that mind. Mm. So even if things were bad at home or things weren't ideal at home, I threw myself into extracurricular stuff and my books basically Um, and then uni was a game changer for me me because I really just opened my eyes Richard to other people that had my brain Mm -hmm. oh everyone in this class is clever Mm -hmm. and that's not to say I was the cleverest far from it but it was amazing to have intelligent conversation almost for the first time in my life when I was 18 I thought this is my place Mm -hmm. these are my people Um, obviously still very good friends with those uh, people now anyway Moved on. Yeah, my mum my was sick through uh, my A-levels. That was really, really difficult because I, I was working 45 hours a week in a part-time job just to have a little banger of a car. Mm. She was really sick, so that was obviously very, very stressful. You know, the divorce wasn't great at all, but it is, you know, again, is what it is. Would never complain. Um, and then, you know now my family life definitely isn't perfect, you know, and I have lots of home struggles. But I'm actually bizarrely private about it, Mm. which actually, I don't know if that's bizarre or not, but I want to be judged on my work you, and my yourself, results and yeah, my personality yourself, yeah. um so i and i guess that's that's another thing i'm sure a therap- therapist would have a field day <laughs> as to why maybe you know i should talk about it more or not but i think i guess my i've thrown myself into work maybe that's why i'm so ambitious because it keeps that side of my brain busy um and actually you know i've got a big enough family that the family i'm close to they fulfill me mm. And that's an amazing thing. Like I said, at weekends, I love to see my my cousins, my second cousins and, you know, and they and Dan and my dad and, you know, that they fulfill me, you know, the family I've got in my life. But I think, yeah, I've had some really difficult times, but actually um, I like to think, um, yes, it's probably given me a bit of kind of fire in my belly to do well, especially when you haven't you've grown up without money Mm. or not tons of money to just do what you want you see all your friends on holiday you know in Florida I've never I still haven't been to Disney (laughs) I could go to Disney now Richard still haven't been but I think yeah I mean money gives you options which is amazing and also yeah and freedom of course it does but also I think um I have a certain amount of privilege because of my skin colour and the way I look. And I understand that, you know, a lot of people have it harder Mm -hmm.
0: just because I've had it hard. That's what I always think. There's, you know, lots of people have it harder.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, I didn't go to a great school, but I'm sure people went to worse schools. Of
0: course. And I had a harder time. Totally.
1: And like, I lived in a small house, but it always had heating. I always had a birthday party. So, you know, I think there's, for me, there's that balance where I don't ever want to moan too much because Mm. there's always someone that has it harder. But yeah, I think look, it's made me who I am, exactly. whether it's nature or not,
0: to,
1: <laughs> but here I am.
0: It, I always say it makes you or breaks you and it made you. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I guess so. I guess so. Um, but I'm fascinated with what makes talent. Of course. And, and for me, I'm not the talent in my world. I'm the one behind <laughs> the camera just telling them to go and perform. But actually... It fascinates me where people have come from and what they've been through. Yeah. You know, whether they've survived a near death experience or they've grown up on a council estate and now they're on T V every night being a superstar.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I a love story that, that rise. Yeah, I
1: love definitely. a story and actually I'm pro- I'm a professional storyteller. Definitely. I'm a communicator <laughs> and actually what a privilege.
0: And what about your plans for the future? What's your plans? For, what, I know it's a big question. <laughs> Maybe
1: but, have a rest.
0: Uh, <laughs> that is a good plan. That can be a I plan. Well, Should we both have a rest? <laughs> that sounds brilliant. <laughs> it's
1: been eight years now. We've been. I always say sometimes you feel like you're on a hamster wheel. Absolutely, yeah, no, absolutely. And I know you're the same. Well, it was
0: funny because obviously, like the pandemic, kind of slowed or stopped the hamster wheel, and then everyone got turning again. But you know. Oh yeah, it's um,
1: definitely turning again.
0: Exactly. But as I said, if. you're you enjoying it and you've managed to achieve something like we said building our teams and and building our reputation and being able to help other people then it's so rewarding and you know yeah you know why you're getting up in the morning and and it gives and it's that passion
1: yeah you know, so. i think for me i don't have i'm an accidental entrepreneur i only did i i started my business because i thought i could do something slightly better than what other people were doing under a different format. I don't have contracts, I have a day rate system. I, I do things differently. That's why I did what I did. Um and so here I am, eight years old, and I've now got a company and a team and it and it's just happened. So in terms of like a five year plan or the future, if I can be happy, healthy, have a great team, continue making magic, you know, if I can make, you know, great people do more great things, I'm gonna continue to do it as long as I'm happy to do it. And now I've got a team to take a lot of the pressures off of me that that's amazing have a few more holidays actually have a weekend off once in a while definitely you know so they're all positive um, future wishes um, but yeah let's see
0: <laughs> exactly let's see <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me um, I thought it was amazing to hear how you've built LPR and your story and what um, what you've overcome obviously but and how you've built your team and your talents that you're working with and also the charity and your love for dogs as well <laughs> 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 everything and and our great times so many events and ask and God, many think, more to then, come exactly many many more so um yeah it's been absolutely fantastic so thank you so much well,
1: thank you for having me It's the honestly it's to sit here for an hour and have a chat <laughs> have with a you nice which is my favorite person maybe favorite client but hopefully no no other clients will listen
0: <laughs> well definitely you know as you said i've been with you one of the longest longest time and it's been an yeah. absolutely amazing job. oh
1: well thank you and and more I, to come yeah absolutely and thank you so much for your loyalty your kindness um and yeah let's see see you at ascot
0: definitely <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much everybody for listening i'm uh, dr richard marks and you can catch me on my socials at dr underscore richard underscore and charlotte you can also catch her for through her socials we'll have those in the show notes and thank you so much we've this was recorded at spirit land studios um it's a poor people production and the music is by Delhi music and we will see you next time
1: Good people.